Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Rear Gear, hosted by Redbird Speed. We are here to talk to you about housings, axles, differential parts, and brakes. We hope to give you a little education, provide some technical support, product reviews, and interviews. Hopefully, this will save you some time, money, headache, or heartache throughout your build. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rear Gear. Today we are talking about weight savings. We're going to be talking a little bit about when you should and should not be trying to save weight. What is the purpose of you trying to save weight on your build, whether it's a drag car, circle track car, street car, and how that pertains to your housings, axles, diff parts, brakes, and talk a little bit about your options there. First, I would say with your axles, you have a few options like you can gun drill them, which is hollowing out the inside to save weight. You can scallop the flange. You can drill lightning holes in them. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on the gun drilling? Uh, yeah, so the gun drilling, like Aaron said, is boring out the center of the axle uh, for weight savings. Uh, this is to help with rotating weight. Uh, in most cases, in drag type applications. Uh, we generally don't see this modification being done on any streetcar applications or generally not in any kind of road course application. We do see it in some circle track applications on circle track axles. But when you do that, uh, any bumps, uh, any way that would shock the axle could cause problems. The same thing goes for the lightening of the flange or scalloping of the flange. Uh, you're taking material away from that flange. So we generally see this modification made for the drag racer. Ultimately, any time that you take away material from any of these parts, whether it be axles, uh, your diameter of your tube stock and your thickness of your tube stock, smaller cases versus bigger, heavier overbuilt cases, same for castings, a smaller lightweight like 12 bolt casting versus a beefier aftermarket casting. And anytime you take material away, you're sacrificing strength. I mean, and that's one thing kind of going back to the very beginning is the purpose of saving the weight. If you're calling an order in a rear end, chances are you have so much power that 3 16 tubes might not be for you. You need an overbuilt 12 bolt casting. Those aren't things that you can really get around on saving weight because you're buying this for strength. You're not buying it to cut weight. Yeah, there's definitely applications that you want to take into consideration when you're using lightened components. In most cases, we see this, like I said, in a drag car application. You look at pinion yokes. A pinion yoke, uh, most cases, guys want forged. But for the guys that are looking for every little ounce of weight they'll say well can i do an aluminum yoke sure you can uh, but there's horsepower and weight limitations that go in with you know aluminum components like a yoke sure it's going to give you less rotating weight but we have to look at the big picture and see is this aluminum yoke going to withstand the power that's being put to it in a race situation weekend in and weekend out yeah, if you've got a heavy car coming off a trans brake and an aluminum yoke, those aluminum splines are only they're only so strong. They're not, they're just not going to take they're just not going to take that. Typically, like an aluminum yoke is going to be applied more for like a lightweight drag application in most cases. Well, and the same can be said for a, a spool. You know, the spools are the same way. I mean, we see a lot of guys that want to run get that edge. They want to run that aluminum spool 
And in some cases, that's great, you know, or they go into it with the understanding that, hey, this is a wear item. Um, this is something I'm going to have to keep up with. Check it, you know, from time to time, pull my center section out, pull my axles out, pull my center section out. Let's take a look at this, see what kind of wear I'm getting. Yeah, you could definitely cut weight there, but it is, it is a consumable. Uh, let's see. So uh, cases, we're talking about some diff parts here. So like aluminum versus iron cases. I mean, kind of a rough estimate, you're going to save about 15, 16 pounds going to aluminum. And the aluminum cases, you got to, I definitely recommend a through bolt design because it's going to be stronger. It's going to be more rigid than a, a non through bolt design. I mean, the iron is, I mean, it's iron. It's going to be, at the end of the day, iron is going to be stronger than aluminum. But that is a good way to save some weight. Do the aluminum case, aluminum Daytona support. There's going to be two good options to save you some weight right there. Yeah, uh, like Aaron said, and I want to elaborate on this, they make a couple different aluminum cases, different manufacturers do. Uh, he alluded to the fact that we like to see people use the through bolt uh, case, which is the only cases that we sell. Uh, there are some manufacturers making aluminum cases that aren't through bolt. And what he means by that, a through bolt case has four studs that go all the way through the case. And what that does is, is it makes that uh, aluminum case rigid. On a case that does not have through bolts going through it, what happens is, is if you pour a bunch of torque or horsepower to it, the aluminum wants to flex, which then in turn makes your ring and pinion deflect, and then you get premature gear failure, or you could get premature gear failure. Uh, we do see from time to time a few uh, dirt track guys that aren't getting traction run these, uh, but it's class-specific, and a lot of times the classes that they're in and the rules that they're in, it doesn't allow them to run it. There are a few instances where they do. One other diff part, uh, gears. Some people, they like to chuck it up in a lathe, turn some material out of the backside of the gear. You can you can shave some weight there, too, and save some rotating mass. Yeah. Um, in most cases, you can shed a couple pounds out of those. So uh, that is a very good uh, way to shed weight. And then also you got to take into consideration its rotating weight. So that just compounds it. So I mentioned earlier housings. If you're ordering a new housing, chances are you're getting up there in power. So let's say a factory housing has a 316 thick tube stock. Pretty much across the board, we're using quarter-inch tubes on everything we do, maybe besides circle track cars, but pretty much everything we do, we default directly to a quarter-inch tube stock. And that is, I mean, it is going to be heavier, but it's for the purpose of having the strength. Yeah, you got to have that strength there. Uh, big web housings, uh, fabricated housings, uh, back braces, those all come into play. There are certain times to sacrifice weight, and then there are certain times not to. And that's solely going to uh, be based on horsepower, track conditions, what tire you're running, what transmission you're running what RPM you're going to be leaving at. Uh, so we can get into all the bracing uh, when we have that conversation uh, with the customer. Uh, talk to a professional when you're talking about what kind of housing you need, what spline axle you need, whether it can be gun drilled, and all the things that we're talking about. Because there's not a one-size-fits-all you know, lightning procedure or housing setup, center section setup. Everybody's car is unique. 
and everybody's car or application needs to be looked at with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. So, I mean, you could have something like a circle track car where you say, I want the lightest hub kit. I want three sixteens tubes. I want a stock type case. I don't need an overbuilt nodular iron case. I want a stock case to save weight. I want, I want to shed every bit of weight from this that I can. And that's, that's fine. You know, those guys, you know, they might crunch up a housing and order another housing. Like it's kind of a consumable to them, you know, they're, they've got to shed weight. But then there's other cases where you've got a drag car, you're putting down 900 wheel horsepower and you can't shed weight in certain areas. Like you can't, you can't run those thin tubes. You can't, you can't do that. Like you need a back brace. There, there are going to be times where you can shed weight and there are areas where you can like the center section, gun drilling the axles, lighten the flange. There's a lot of things you can do to lighten it up, but it's like, like you said, it's all application specific. Yeah. Like with most manufacturers, you can get strength and, you know, lighter uh, housings going into like a fabricated type housing over a big web, heavy duty nine inch can. Uh, so there are things out there that we can do uh, to help you uh, gain that weight savings and still add strength. Uh, it depends on the manufacturer from their big web to their fabricated can uh, on the nine inch housing specifically. Um, but those are conversations that we have on a day to day basis with just about every customer we talk to on almost every application. Um, there is a million different combinations that we can use. Um, you know, we get into a lot of conversations on brakes. Uh, what's going to work good for me uh, on my, you know, drag car as opposed to uh, my road course car or my circle track car. Uh, Aaron, if you want to touch a little bit on the brake situation there. Yeah. So let's say you have a 15 inch rim and you have an 11 inch kit and it's a drag car you're wanting to shed weight. So you want a small enough, thin enough rotor. You want a smaller caliper that's going to either an eighth mile, quarter mile down the track. It's heating up. It's cooling down. I mean, you're not going to want to go out for ice cream and, you know, drive all over the County on brakes like that. Cause you're going to get fade out of a setup like that. Cause you don't have mass. Now, like if you've got a big 14 inch six piston kit, if you're doing a lot of road racing and building a lot of heat, you're going to need that big six piston caliper. You're going to need that big thick rotor. You're going to need that to act as a heat sink to soak up that heat in order to keep your temperatures down so you don't get brake fade. So there's a trade-off there. Yeah, you definitely don't want to put a drag brake, which has no cooling fins in it, or you know, it's just a solid rotor. Uh, no way to dissipate heat. Uh, you wouldn't want to go like down the road in and out of stoplights, stopping and going, and then have somebody stop really quick in front of you. Cause like Aaron alluded to, you're going to get brake fade. Uh, drag brakes are designed to go down a quarter mile, uh, drag strip, eighth mile drag strip, touch on the brakes, get the card slowed down, go back to the pits, do what you got to do and get back up to the staging lanes. Uh, they're not made to go in and out of traffic. That's just all there is to it. They're just not designed for that. So the, uh, kind of goes back to the original. There's a time and a place for, for everything, you know, whether you 
drag racing, streetcar, circle track racing, road racing, autocrossing. You got to kind of fit fit whatever you're doing, whether it be your housing axles, diff parts, brakes. You just got to fit them to the application. Now, on the flip side of it, when you go to a drag brake, you save a ton of weight. We had a customer call, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. I believe it was like a 2015 or 16 GT500 that he was looking to drag race, and he had the factory brakes on this car uh, up front. And, um, I mean, these things are monsters, and they weigh a ton. I mean, they're just really heavy. And he's like, look, I just need, you know, a two-piston, a large single-piston, scalloped, lightweight brake kit to get the front of this car to be a little bit lighter. And he's not wrong. I mean, those front factory brakes are just, they're pigs. They're heavy. Um, you can shed a ton of weight. Now, this guy obviously was going to be 99% drag racing. He understood that this drag brake kit is purpose-built. Absolutely. Well, I think we've touched on what you should be thinking about. Ordering these parts with a purpose. Whatever you're building the special interest car to do where you should and should not be trying to save weight in your housings, axles, diff parts, brakes. If you have any questions, this is very, I think we've said this a million times, it's very application specific. So if you have any questions about any of this or want to get our opinion, definitely reach out. We're always available to take your call. We have somebody ready to talk to you. So we appreciate you listening. We appreciate your support. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Have a good one. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us on The Rear Gear, hosted by Redbird Speed. If you have any questions, you can contact us, 260-301-2424, on our website, redbirdspeed.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Be sure to like the show, give us a subscribe, leave a review. Any of that helps with the algorithm. We appreciate your support, and thanks for listening. Have a good day.